Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 432nd ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P. and I will do a deep dive on the NFL draft, which is uh, coming up next week, April 29th. And we're certainly all looking forward to that as, uh, as the chatter heats up by the day. Trey Lance is doing his uh, pro day today. Speaking of the NFL, Alex Smith, uh, the quarterback of the Redskins, just announced his retirement within the past few minutes. And uh, hats off to Alex Smith. He rehabbed from that broken leg in one of the great uh, comebacks in sports history and got on the field last year played well and now he's calling it quits and he proved what he needed to prove to everybody that he could come back from that horrific leg injury of a few years ago and uh and good for alex smith and we all wish him the best in retirement well now for my highlight of the week it was the playoff like celtics warriors game on saturday night right here in boston Featuring a mono a mono matchup between Steph Curry and Jason Tatum, who both, both scored in the 40s. And it was uh, somewhat reminiscent of Larry Bird, Dominique Wilkins, and even more recently, LeBron and Paul Pierce. The only thing that would have possibly made it better would have been if it was actually a playoff game. But as regular season games go, this was as good as it gets. Uh, Steph Curry is just on the roll of his career, which is saying something given he has three championships and, uh, and has really helped change the game of basketball. Uh, there's no player I personally enjoy watching more. I think, uh, that sentiment is shared by millions. Uh, his three point shooting is extraordinary. And I don't know if I've ever, ever seen him make a more extraordinary three point shot than what he did on Saturday night where he uh, went up outside the three-point line and basically threw in a hook shot with his left hand from something that sounds like 20 feet, 25 feet plus. And, of course, he swished it, and uh, it was just remarkable to watch. Uh, But, you know, in the same light, he was just throughout the game just – 
coming down. I mean, he's just a dribble past midcourt now and launching it, and you expect it to go in. It's unheard of. We've never watched a player like that. Trey Young for the Atlanta Hawks shows signs of being able to do that as well, but that is about it. It is a short list. Uh, and at, at this moment, the list is Steph Curry. So it was just really wonderful to see. And the legend of uh, Jason Tatum just grows uh, more and more. He is on a roll himself. And, uh, you know, he, he, he can do the three-pointer, as we know. But he can score in every way possible. And uh, again, his star just continues to rise, uh, meteor, meteor, meteorly speaking, like a meteor. And he is uh, just incredible. So, and being here in Boston, he is uh, just shooting up the superstar list uh, with each passing game. And Celtics have had some difficulties, you know, haven't really showed what people were expecting them to show, but suddenly they're on a roll with a big, big West Coast trip uh, and running, you know, a string of victories together and Jalen Brown is looking good and uh, suddenly they're starting to look like the team that we thought they would be. So it's... uh, Great to have the NBA cooking again, although that leads to my low light of the week, which is Kevin Durant suffering an injury last evening, this time a left thigh contusion. And what's worrisome about that is uh, any athlete who suffers an Achilles injury, uh, perhaps the most serious injury of them all for athletes, is uh, you, you just worry more. When they get injured, there's no other way to say it. It's uh, just something that uh, can have a ripple effect throughout your body. You know, the rehab is always over a year. I mean, these days you see guys coming back quickly from knee injuries. Uh, You still don't see that from the Achilles. That is one that's just so tricky. Of course, it's the bone that runs down at the bottom of your leg in the back. Um, And without that functioning properly everything else can be affected so that in and of itself you know makes uh kevin durant's injury concerning to say the least so it's uh it bears watching you know between he james harden kyrie irving and (laughs) really uh, what seems like a, a the rest of the team who's all Uh, current and or former superstars, um, they've missed a lot of games. But when they're all on the floor, they look great. So it's going to be very, very interesting to watch. And the NBA playoffs are starting to uh, uh, to loom. And now we're getting down to, uh, you know, the good stuff. We're talking about a play-in tournament, of course, which is scheduled. And... Uh, you know, that has a bit of an NCAA tournament feel to it. We saw a little bit of that of the bubble last year, and everybody liked it, myself included. Um, and they're going back to it. I think it's a good move. And, uh, you know, 
at the end of the day, there's nothing better in sports than elimination games. And when you have a uh, play-in uh, tournament, that creates more elimination games. So I think we're all into that. And it's going to be fun, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, there are, there are some good things that have come out of the bubble and out of the pandemic in the world of sports. You know, we're seeing it a little bit with baseball. Uh, you know, the Red Sox played seven inning double headers over the weekend, uh, here in Boston at Fenway and, uh, you know, the 10th inning runner on second base type of deal as well. So, uh, I like these changes. I really do. I think it's, uh, it's good for, good for sports and try them and see how they work out. And uh, now my bizarre story of the week is the breaking news today of the top soccer teams in Europe apparently forming a breakaway Super League uh, with a ton of cash, hearing a figure like $6 billion, uh, behind it. And we're talking the big, the big, uh, the big teams here, uh, Manchester United, Chelsea, uh, Madrid, Real Madrid, Barcelona, uh, and we're talking the big names, the stars, and uh, and UEFA, uh, Champions League, that type of thing. Uh, but UEFA came out today and said if any player participates in the new Super League, they will be barred from international competition, i.e. the World Cup, as in next year in Qatar, I believe, and uh, now we're getting into talking about, you know, Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo, and a host of others, so uh, this bears serious watching. It looks like they've practically already just gone to war over it, and uh, so yeah, it is uh, potentially a gigantic global story at the highest, highest level. So, um, it's going to be fascinating to watch and, uh, and you just never know how something like this is going to turn out. But again, shots have been fired and now we, uh, you know, see what's going to unfold here. So now let's take our break and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, AP Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? 
Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for joining us, as always. And, uh, you know, uh, football is no sooner does NCAA March Madness ends and football uh, is back upon us. That, of course, is our favorite thing to do, football in general, college football and NFL. And AP, uh, on the timing front, we had the... We have spring football games going on, which is awesome. College spring games. And uh, Alabama had one on Saturday. So I'm sure that was uh, uh, great for a lot of people down in the great state of Alabama. Oh, absolutely, John. Yeah, people are very excited about this team coming off a national championship. Now they're searching for the next quarterback who will lead the team. In all likelihood, it looks like Bryce Young, the modern-day high school product. Uh, he'd be a sophomore, a true sophomore, because he played last year, but I guess you still have to excuse the uh, last year. Everybody has a pass as far as that's concerned. But uh, right. Bryce is listed at six feet, six feet 
Uh, I think that's on the generous side, probably. But he's a very good passer, accurate, can make all the throws. He has good footwork. He can be flushed out of the pocket and make positive yardage. Uh, you know, he definitely could be considered a dual threat. Um, so, and then they have, you know, new offensive line. You're replacing the Remington Award winner, Landon Dickerson at center. Alex Leatherwood, the uh, Outland Trophy winner, left tackle. So those are some big shoes to fill. But they've got capable replacements. I don't know if they're award winners, but they're very good people that they've recruited through the years. So you've got to get that offensive line clicking together because, as we all know, that's probably one of the most important units on the team because you can keep your defense on the sideline and give them plenty of rest to make it through the 12-game schedule. So that's uh, uh, crucial and and very, very important. So they're looking for people there. They have a host of new wide receivers. Uh, Jalen Waddell is moving out to the NFL. And Devontae Smith, of course, the Heisman Trophy winner, Maxwell Award winner, every other kind of winner, the Blitnikoff Award winner. I mean, I don't know if anybody's won won that many awards, a single person, actually. No receiver, Uh, I don't think. they, They have... No, no, I don't think so. I think maybe know anybody for sure, for sure. Right, maybe know anybody, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, but they've got some 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 really good receivers. Uh, uh, Algie Hall, the uh, freshman wide receiver from from Florida, is about six three, and he made some acrobatic catches. And uh, but they they've got a number of people that if you you look around uh, that are going to be very exciting to watch. We don't know their names yet. People don't know their names uh, per se, but they will very soon. And, uh, you know, when you watch these games, John, you're looking for the fundamentals. When the quarterback throws the ball, is it accurate? Does the receiver catch the ball? When they catch the ball, can they make yards after the, after the reception? Is the running back bursting through the hole? And is he bursting through the proper hole? You know, the offensive line keeping people uh, away from the quarterback, especially on the edge and in the center. Uh, defensively, are the people on the edge rushing the quarterback? Are they having any push through the middle of the line? Are the linebackers getting to the right gaps, making the tackles? Are the defensive backs uh, closely guarding the wide receivers? Do they adjust to, ball, to the ball in the air? Are the safeties coming up to make the tackles? Are they covering the tight end, which they did not see the other day? Cameron Latou, Six foot five, but 240, 250 pounds, had a 59-yard touchdown. Good-looking athlete, John, came from Utah as a as a linebacker and shifted over to the tight end position a few years back. I'm really surprised he didn't have uh, make that much of a contribution so far to the team. But I think he's going to be exceptional with Billingsley, the tight end from Chicago. He's going to have a, a excellent do. Uh, dual threat at that position. And then the kickers, uh, Will Reichard was perfect last year. I think it was 14 for 14, 99 points, made all the extra points. He missed a couple the other day. And the punting is still a little bit suspect for Alabama, but they're going to be in contention as long as Nick Saban's in control and at the helm for the University of Alabama. Wow. That's a great report, AP. Uh, Really Appreciate the detail there. I mean, they're the defending national champions. Obviously, they're the uh, the gold standard, have been for a while, and now they're really just, frankly, at another level. Um, AP, what about replacing uh, Najee at running back? Any Anybody jump out right. there? 
<clears throat> right. Um, Brian Robinson Jr., he was the backup to Najee. He's more of a downhill runner, straight ahead, pretty powerful. And then off the off the bench, at, uh, uh, J- Jason McClellan, he can take it the distance. He's about 5'11", 200 pounds. He, he had an 80-yard run for a touchdown, I believe, last year. And then a, a player that opted out but is coming back is Keelan Robinson. He's about 5'9", 185, 190 pounds, very very quick, kind of a scat back, I guess you would deem him, and he's fast, and so he gives a change of pace, and and then they have some other uh, freshmen as well. Um, Williams uh, is a running back to watch out for. Um, He played a little bit last year, but he put on special teams mostly, so um, you know, those are, they they have at at least four, if not five, good running back shot that's going to be a strong part of their team right and it's funny ap that you would say that because that's my you know that's my image of alabama football is you know three four five running backs i think last year uh Najee, who used to be among that type of a group uh just emerged as you know really a superstar and uh so he kind of he obviously stood out to put it mildly um but yeah, now it seems, you know, we all know the phrase running back by committee, but you know, it feels like it's been that way for a while under the Nick Saban era. I mean, you have many players who are considered whatever, second, third, whatever, uh, on the depth chart as an Alabama running back. We got one right here in New England, Damian Harris, who, you know, <laughs> you watch him play for the for Patriots sure. and you're like, whoa. Yeah, I remember the first run he had this past year, first couple of runs, and I was like, whoa, you know, we've all seen them. They play at Alabama, yeah. but we haven't seen a lot of them, yeah. you know. No, and, no. I mean, John, for instance, a guy like Alvin Kamara, he couldn't get off the right. bench at Alabama. Correct. <laughs> Enough said. And he's pretty good in the NFL. <laughs> that says it all right there. <laughs> and one of the best players in the NFL, period. Without a doubt. He's already had a marvelous career with the Saints. So that that, that really does, you know, just say it all. Um, well, AP, it's, uh, again, I'm sure, you know, I, I tuned in, saw the game was on, caught a little bit of it. Uh, looks like they had some fans there, correct? Yes, it's supposed to be 50% capacity, and they actually had the representatives from the Maxwell Award come down uh, from Philadelphia area, uh, and also the Heisman Trophy to present those two awards to uh, Devontae Smith. Really? Oh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. That's nice. I I wasn't able to watch the complete game, but uh, it's good good to see, you know, a lot of these... uh, Organizations are having to do things like that, which is play catch up. Uh, I know some college graduates are uh, getting last year's degree, so to speak, uh, this May, if not later, uh, you know, for work that should, you know, for commencements that were scheduled to take place last May. And now they're taking place this May or even beyond uh, with certain colleges. So it's nice to finally get the award in person. It really is, and it's a good yeah. sign that things are returning to normal. Yeah, and it was a beautiful day, so that was uh, uh, a good thing as well. But uh, Alabama, John, I don't. I I looked at it briefly, but I'm not sure there was a more decorated team 
in college football, what they did last year with the individual awards as well. Um, you know, I, I think they didn't win the gym. I don't know if they won the gym. Patrick's retained the second. I can't remember, but they won all those the lineman awards and the best offensive line that Joe Moore Ward and, and uh, Najee won the Duke Walker Award and uh, the Davey O'Brien, Mac Jones, and Devontae won everything else. And I'm not sure if that will ever happen again, John. Correct. I couldn't agree more, AP. You know, just when you started off uh, the segment by talking about, you know, an offensive lineman who won best lineman award, O-lineman award and a defensive lineman who won the Outland Trophy, that just set the stage. Mm-hmm. And we all knew, of course, right yeah. off the top of our heads, know about, you know, winning Heisman trophies and that type yeah. of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's an interesting well, yeah, yeah. point. Alex Liv- Oh, yeah, yeah, Alex Leatherwood, he was the the left tackle, John, won the Outland Trophy. But the other thing was, John, think about this. I think it was six first-team All-Americans. Six. Wow. That's an amazing number. It really is. Yeah, I think it was was six. Yeah, Najee Harris and Mac Jones, Devontae Smith and Alex Leatherwood and Landon Dickerson and then Patrick Sertain, the second. That's six, I think it is. That in and of itself is also remarkable. Um, yeah, I mean, just really, I mean, as you look back on this team from the one, the national championship, I mean, one of the great teams ever, really. I mean, the way they just, you know, uh, dominated. There is no other word. Um, so, wow. And here we are moving on with, you know, spring game and now it's on to next year. These things seem to happen quickly. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, John. When you, when you're growing up, you're reading the magazines and yes, researching exactly. the information prior to the season with maybe Street and Smith and Kickoff Magazine and all those things that Athletic uh, would come out around June. And, and oh, you're gosh, looking yes. to see is there any all, all is there any All American from Alabama this year? Are they, they going to have a, one All American? Right, you're looking for maybe one. Right, maybe maybe two if you're lucky, but six. It's unheard of. I APA. mean, that, that means, it's, yeah, that means, yeah, that means that they're all eligible for the College Football Hall of Fame down the road, many years, many years from now. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's just uh, great minds think alike, AP, because that's exactly, exactly what I was thinking when I was a kid. For me, up in Central Pennsylvania, half an hour from Penn State, that's I did the exact same thing. Mm. I'd see those things on the newsstand early in the summer. Buy them immediately. The college football previews, and just and not to mention the Sports Illustrated college football preview in August yes. is like you know Christmas Day, and I, I of course oh, went yes. right oh, to yes. see if oh. yeah that that was like the just the day you live for and uh, <laughs> but yeah and then you know I I would do what you did for Alabama I would go looking for Penn State. All America candidates, and you know, when I was done searching for that, I'd, I'd check out Pitt as well, and uh, and certainly both yes. schools, along with Alabama, obviously, uh, always had a couple. You know, always had All American candidates and or All Americans. So great stuff. The, the, those were really really fun days. I mean, I just couldn't wait for uh, you oh, know, yeah. the double issues, what have oh, you, yeah, whatever those you want. Yes. Yeah, John, you get, you get those those two, I think, to kick off. Yep. Because the kickoff actually had the high school All-Americans as well. And in those days, in the Street Smith, they would have the televised games, the one that they could publish early. 
and you would know the schedule for the TV schedule, a few games, a handful of games would be listed in the Street Smith, and and then you would look for that All American team, and and you'd read that thing from cover to cover. We'd be we'd be hounding the vendor, you know, when is it coming? When is it going to be here? When is it going to be here? Exactly what we did in Pennsylvania too. Yeah, wow. the first day you'd be getting it. The first day you make sure you get it, and then they'd have the different covers and uh, in, in the in the various regions. So sometime we we'd uh, we would be south, and I'd pick that up. You know, the different covers to have sure. them. So and then you'd have that thing, and you'd study it, and you'd, you'd use that years later. You'd be looking up information and go back, and and it would be a handy guide and. Yes. Yeah, that was that was amazing, John. Just, I mean, imagine that with all this information available now, you could look up anything at any time, but you know, you had to wait for that one, those couple guides, Kickoff Magazine and the Street and Smith, and yep. you you it'd be be like in your library, and nobody would touch that thing. You I mean you put that in a safe place, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. That was you know <laughs> hidden under the bed. <laughs> type of deal so yeah, when you get yeah. uh, tossed out whatever yeah. yeah it was gold it was gold and it was a living yeah, breathing yeah. document for the entire season yeah it wasn't just about reading and it on you know in august by no, any means or june no oh no oh no you pull it out and then and then they have the great photographs in there john now i used yes. to love the photographs oh my gosh yes and and also they would have the colleges all over the country from every conference in the small schools as well. I mean, it was amazing the information that they had in that guide, those guides. Yeah, they did a and, great job. And then you, and, yeah, and then the kickoff, John. I liked it because they had the high school. Usually was the it usually was the I don't know if it was the Parade All American team in there or the kickoff itself, but it would be fun. You're you're looking at the next players, next group of players. Correct, and it was a year-round business. I mean, no sooner did that thing get land on newsstand or get published than, you know, they were working on the next issue for the, a year later, right. obviously. I mean, that's right. what they did for a living, and and they did a great job. And, boy, the, the, again, this is a, a nice throwback conversation because you and I clearly lived, along with hundreds of other, millions of other teenagers back in the day, <laughs> just lived for that Um it was so much fun. I mean, you, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Now we can get it all with a touch of a keystroke. And it appears within seconds, yeah. and everything's right there. And there's not just one picture. There's hundreds, there's dozens of every player if you if you want to go looking. And uh, But, you know, I would never take away from our experience in a million years. Cause no, no way. No way. Was, no way. Sitting, right. Yeah, sitting, 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 at, sitting in the, in the, on the front yard after you mowed it maybe, and it's a nice... Yep. Fall afternoon, you have that smell of the grass, which always made me think about football. Of course. And, and then, John, what it did was it, it made me understand how to research information, too, I think. It Correct. dropped me down the road. Just oh, absolutely. always thinking about, you know, where are they from? Or you're reading about these various high schools, different high schools that are seem to have players every year, you know, producing them for major schools and uh it was just so interesting. You, you know, you, you learned about the United States and all the different people and the players yep. coming from every state, every corner of the country. And it was just, it was fun. Oh, it's just nothing like it. I, I, again, I wouldn't replace it with 
any other type of upbringing when it comes to you know sports but what stands out as you said is just the college football aspect of it uh was just uh, you, you know you were you for alabama me for penn state it was just nothing like it uh well ap we've got to take our break here uh ran a little over there as we got a little nostalgic uh, and well-deserved, and I'm glad we got to touch on that because I, I think many of our listeners can totally relate to that. Um, but why don't we take our break? We still have a lot more to get to on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Are you ready for a shakeup in your online entertainment? Then listen for The Information Edge with Darren Yancey. It's time to take a fresh look at the politics of our economy and its impact on you. Darren and his guests will explain these rights, legislation, and observations in sectors that affect people around the world every day. Imagine a podcast that makes you stop and think. That's The Information Edge. Tune in every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Central, and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show where's america listeners welcome back to segment three of all around sports and I'm your host, John Inglesby. 
to join the show. The call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., uh, last segment, we were talking a lot of uh, the Alabama spring game, and good to see a lot of colleges are having their spring games, and there's actually people in the stands, and you gave a tremendous accounting of what we can expect uh, from the players we saw on the field on Saturday for Alabama and uh, and what the prospects are for the, them dependent, defending their national championship, which sound like they're pretty strong, as always. Uh, but AP, yeah, then we got into a little bit of a college football preview and whatnot. Uh, but now I think we should do a little bit on the draft, um, NFL draft next week, April 29th which would be, I believe, a week from Thursday. And uh, as always, AP, Alabama players are highly desired, to put it mildly. Uh, Mac Jones is being projected by some as the number three pick. He, he of course, is the, uh, the quarterback who led the tie to the national championship. Yes, Alabama, John, uh, maybe they get a chance to set a record. Uh, I think they've had five in a first round. Maybe they're looking at six. It could happen. I'm not so positive that it will. But Mac Jones being looked at as the number three pick and possibly the number three quarterback. And uh, also Najee Harris, I I think – I think Najee is the best running back in the country. Uh, ATN yes. of Clemson is the other running back mentioned in that conversation. You have Jalen Waddle. You have Devontae Smith. You have Landon Dickerson. You have uh, Barmore, the defensive uh, lineman from Alabama, is being mentioned as a possible first-round pick. Um, you have Alex Leatherwood as well. So there's a number of players that, uh, it'll be first and definitely second round. So that's, mm, I think, seven or so, let's say, in the first two rounds minimum, I would say. It's nothing short of amazing when you think about it. And, if you just step and, back and, I and forgot think Patrick, about it. Yeah, and, and I forgot Patrick Sertain, the second half. got to forget Patrick. Right. Cornerback. Right. So that's yeah, I mean, that is seven or eight something. Yeah. It's remarkable, AP. I mean, we've kind of gotten used to it, so we don't make that big of a deal of it anymore. Of, you know, a half a dozen or so top round picks coming from the same school. But now it's like you're in, you're out happening from Alabama, for Alabama, and occasionally some other schools, whether it's an LSU from time to time or, you you know, so obviously it happens more. Yeah. Ohio State, exactly. Mm. But obviously it happens the most often with Alabama. Um, yeah. So what do you think about Mac Jones, AP? I mean, he's, yeah. you know, I, was spectacular. I, I like, yeah, I mean, that's the word, John. I mean, that's the best one year I've ever seen for an Alabama quarterback and his performance and production. I've not been watching it for half a century. And I just like, is the things that we've mentioned many, many times is accuracy. Number one, that that's, that's critical when I'm evaluating a quarterback, his ability to disseminate the information, his grasp of the offense, 
his pocket presence, his poise, his ability to lead his team. I mean, he's just a winner when you watch him out there. And when he was pressured, that's what sold me on Mac Jones, Uh, especially in the Auburn game, which he threw two interceptions for quick for pick sixes, and he was being pressured up the center, I believe it was, and he threw a pass to the back of the end zone for a touchdown. That's what caught my eye about Mac Jones. He he stood in the pocket, took the heat, took the hit, but made the exceptional throw for a touchdown. I mean, quarterbacks, that's what you watch them. Do they have nervous feet? Mac doesn't have nervous feet. He stays in there and makes the throw. And that's a huge factor, not to have nervous feet. I mean, when I think of Mac Jones, I think two things. You said them both, winner, leader. And, you know, clearly he has all the the skills as well. But, you know, as someone who had the good fortune to watch Tom Brady up close and personal for the past 20-plus years as a season ticket holder at the Patriots, uh, you know, for all his gifts – and skills, you know, I use the ta- same words for Tom Brady, you know, winner, leader, and, you know, his number one attribute for me, and I've said it since early in his career, is, you know, his intellect surpasses yes. any other part of his game, <laughs> you know, making right. throws, whatever. Yeah, and everyone's I, playing checkers, they're, pl- they're playing chess. Bingo, bingo. So it strikes me that, you know, uh, Mac Jones is along those lines on the intellect front. That was sort of my takeaway because, again, he's a winner and a leader. Fairly obvious. I think we can all agree upon that in a hurry. Um, But, you know, you're you're a little closer. It, It seems like he has, you know, the intellect as well, which to me is... Could, could end up being the biggest quality of all for any quarterback. Absolutely, yeah, and the accuracy, because I've talked to people who are scouts and some GMs and other people involved in the NFL, that accuracy, they always mention that first. Uh, right. It's important, okay. and the ability to understand offenses and grasp the information and, to, and be able to go through your progressions, that's an but up near the top as well. And I think Matt Jones, you know, I think he ran a four seven or something like that. So he, 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 he slides, um, based on the protection in front of him. So, and I, I'm, I don't care if Matt Jones can't run 40 yards for a touchdown. That doesn't Correct. interest me. They, they, they draft running backs for those types of things and, and wide receivers to get them a short pass and make a big play. So this idea about mentioning his athleticism, well, I, I think Mac Jones is probably more athletic than Tom Brady. I don't know, but I, like I'm saying, I don't think it matters. Uh, it, it matters his footwork in the pocket. Footwork. That's, that's the, the, right. that's the critical Brady, factor. Yeah. Which Brady has mastered. Brady's the first to say yeah. he's yeah. you know not going to win any 40s or run for many touchdowns, yeah. but he's run for a few, and they've been memorable. Um, and he's the best yeah. quarterback sneaker in the history of the NFL among his many other best-in-history attributes. Uh, but, yeah, um, accuracy is another thing, you, you know. And here we are comparing Mac Jones to Tom Brady, so it's it's heady stuff for him. But, you know, uh, what can you say? I mean, he quarterbacked a dynasty and, you, you know, won a lot of awards and uh, has 
Mac Jones did, and that's exactly what Brady has been doing for 20-plus years. And uh, But, yeah, the accuracy. You know, even this year down in Tampa Bay, Brady made some throws, and I've just, you, you know, you wear it out game over after game, year after year, where, you yeah. know, you get used to it. You don't notice it as much, but nonetheless, there's always a game, at least once during just about every game Brady plays, you know, whether it's in person at Gillette Stadium or on TV where I'll look after, you know, an amazing, another amazing completion and just say nobody else can make that throw. And I sometimes think that's underappreciated the way he can just, you know, squeeze it in there. You know, you think of Julian Edelman, who just retired this past yeah. week. Um, yeah. <laughs> how many throws did Brady squeeze into Julian Edelman, who, to his credit, caught him, most notably the Atlanta, the Super Bowl in Atlanta, uh, to say against Atlanta in Houston. Um, but yeah, there's just such, such a good example, but just accuracy is, cannot be overstated. Right. They always bring up the point that Mac Jones played with so many fabulous players, but Correct. You watch these other teams play, John, in college, and I had to flip the dial and check out these other quarterbacks, and there's receivers that were open, and they overthrow them or underthrow them. Uh, they throw behind them, throw too much in front of them, and I, I don't care if it's me and you on the pass pattern, you still got to get us the ball. So that's Correct. what impresses me about a quarterback. I mean, if, you know, if you're playing with Devontae Smith, the Highland Trophy winner, and Jalen Waddle, and uh, the year before, you know, Henry Ruggs III and Jerry Judy. I mean, Mac was getting those players the football. I mean, uh, someone who discredits uh, playing with fabulous players, well, in the NFL, hopefully you're going to have more fabulous players. So why would that be a negative? Correct. And I've been hearing not, that not same. logical. I've been hearing yeah, that same chatter. Right. Yeah, to me, I, I look at that and, you know, all the talent around him, and I'm hearing that, you know, chatter argument whatever you want to call it about him but you you know i just you still have to deliver and in many ways it's creates more pressure not less when you're right inheriting and, that position it, it, from two yeah. guys that he did inherit it from it's so i he gets it, a lot and, of points for yeah the john pressure. think about yeah john think about this for a moment i'm not sure if he's going to go to a a team with as much talent at wide receiver as he had at Alabama, four number one draft choices the year before. And Najee Harris, a number one draft choice at running back. Correct. Exactly. No, it's just nothing short of amazing, um, you know, what he's done. And I hope that, uh, you know, I, I, the higher the better. Uh, you know, we'll see what the NFL experts say. They're obviously been checking him out, and uh, and it's going to be great. You know, I, I can't help but divert just real quickly. Apparently, the number one player in America, college uh, basketball player, seven foot one, seven foot four, wingspan, Chet Holmgren is from Minnesota, is announcing his choice, and he just opened his hoodie, and he's going to Gonzaga. So that's a wow. Number one recruit, Chet Holmgren, commits to Gonzaga. Yeah. They were just showing his highlights. Wow. Minnesota's hot, by the way. You know, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Paige Buchers playing there from Minnesota for UConn women. Of course, uh, right. you know, Jalen Suggs, the spectacular player for yes. uh, Gonzaga, who hit, of course, the half-court shot in the semifinal to beat UCLA. Yeah. He's from, you know, Minnesota. And Minnesota. Here's, Quarter- quarterback, football player, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah that was a prediction, player. I think. Yeah, very, yeah, very good. He, he visited Alabama. He did, sure did. Um, John, that was, I think, a prediction that he was going to attend uh, Gonzaga. I mean, isn't that something? Spokane, Washington. You have to. Yeah, yes, that was a kind of prediction. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, but that's amazing that Spokane, Washington, is becoming the center of the universe for college basketball. Now, they didn't win the championship, which I think. I mean, that's a that's a huge missed opportunity because I believe they had a, a you know a very good team. Special but, team. Uh, they did not. Yeah, they didn't play well that night. They didn't shoot. I mean, John, the essence of basketball: put the ball in the basket. That's what I tell people all the time. You have these big games. Who is putting the ball in the basket and who is making the free throws? They all count. I mean, you could have. Uh, you know, bad defense that night or some turnovers, but if the ball is going in the basket, you're, you, it's it's like you're excused to some degree. Yeah, I mean, I watched that game. It was obviously very disappointing to not see a better game, but, uh, you, you know, uh, I just feel like they got worn out with that epic, epic overtime battle versus UCLA. I mean, that's yeah. one of the great games in yeah. college basketball history. Yeah. And, you know, back and forth and up and down. It was just magical to watch on a Saturday night. I mean, as good as it gets, again, one of the top five easily. And I think it just wore them out. Nothing left. Yeah, I think, John, that they celebrated too early. He jumped on top of the table like they won something. They hadn't won anything. Correct. That, that's a semifinal game. That, that, that you, you don't get any trophies for winning the semifinal. So there Where's shouldn't be that level of celebration. Yeah, excited? Yes. Excited? Thrilled? You're playing in the national championship game, but you made it like it was, oh, I just we just won the national championship here on Saturday night. Oh, we have to play Baylor? We do? Oh, yep. yeah. So I, I think they, you know, John, when you're, and I just say this, when you're not used to winning a championship Okay, and I'm speaking of how Alabama does these things in football and other teams, you know, in basketball. I mean, you used to lay through the years many, many years ago. They understand that, all right, we, we're playing a big game when we won, but we're not going to jump up and down like it was the greatest thing we ever did. We expected Correct. to win the game to get to the championship game. So they, their, their management of the success uh, leaves a lot to be desired, I think. I think Mark Few, he's been in some situations where he had the better team, and yep. he has not won the big game yet. So I think that's still going to hover over him until he does. Oh, absolutely. He, he had an excellent team, and, you know, they were just hot. I mean, undefeated, playing exceptional basketball, and they felt really short. I mean, it wasn't even a contest. Oh, yeah, and you may, I'm glad you threw in undefeated. I mean, they were playing for more than a national championship. They were playing for immortality. Right. I mean, gee whiz, first team since 1976 yeah. to go undefeated. Uh, nobody, right. you know, nobody was going to be questioning their schedule 50 years from now. No. They were just going to no. see, you know, 32-0 and 0 or whatever it would have been, national champ, end of no. story. 
you know, no, the no, first team and, to and do John, it. In no, no, John. Fifty years. Oh yeah, and I was, yeah, and I was listening to a conversation, John, today about the college football playoff, and somebody mentioned that oh, they wouldn't mind having a team with a couple of losses, and I, I always I- inject this fact that that's basketball when you can have eight, nine, ten losses and win. This is football where there's pressure every week. I don't want a right. team with three losses playing for the title. I mean, that's, I mean, that was the argument Florida State would always use. They would lose to Miami, then the end of the year, well, Florida State's playing tremendous. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, of course they are, because they know they have one loss. There's no way they can get in the championship unless somebody else loses again. The pressure's off them. Uh, when it was up to them to beat Miami, and every year it was the same foe, the same team yep. that would knock right, them right. out, Miami – and, and people would, they would be very dismissive and say, oh, they're playing the best at the end of the year. Well, what about every other team? Could they, can they excuse themselves for a bad moment during the season? The answer is no. No, every game counts in college football. I, if I wanted to watch a tournament, I'm watching college basketball. I want to watch a playoff where you have the team that did the best throughout the entire schedule. That's, that's the college football playoff. I don't want a team with three... Three, I don't want a, a, a team that wins the conference with three losses playing for the title. I, I don't think that's – I don't think that's – that's not the way it's been, and I think that's a good reason the way it stands now where you're trying to win every game. The pressure's on you each week to be number one, to win all your games or to keep, keep climbing the pole and to try, to try to get your team in the playoff. I don't want it where you can lose uh, two, three games. If it's two games, I want to make sure there's uh, three other teams with two losses in the playoff. I agree. Nope. College football's secret sauce is the regular season matters. What I want is to sit down and watch first game of the year in September and have it mean everything. And we're cl- we've got to close the show now, AP, but I uh, can't think of a better example than Indiana upsetting Penn State to open the season this past year. And it changed everything when the quarterback – Got that overtime touchdown and uh, sudden death, whatever, and Penn State basically unraveled <laughs> and lost five games in a row. And that's what I want, yeah. and I'm sure that's what you want. Where I, I, I knew right then and there, like the early September, that there was trouble. Uh, or whenever the Big Ten season yes. started. Who knows? It was the first game. That's what I know. But AP, I want right. to thank you. Right. I want to thank you, as always, for calling in and sharing your expertise. Uh, we got a little draft talk in next Monday. We'll get a lot more in as uh, next week, the NFL draft. <laughs> thank so you so thanks much, again John. For really calling appreciate in it. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.